Welcome to Same Team Forever, where we spend time with you talking about real-life relationship scenarios from a biblical and psychological point of view. Same Team friends and family, this is Josh and Dr. Britt. Heyo. Guys, we've missed you. We've thought of you often, and we're excited to be with you right now. Uh, we have a fun episode, a continuation episode tonight. Part two. Part two. Back to school. Back to school. Everyone's been back and at it, Dr. Britt, now for the little better portion of a month. Yep. Um, and uh, this is part two of Relationship 101, What's Not Taught in Schools. Listen, people would do a lot better in life if they had some sort of relationship class in school and finance class in school, but I that's mean, a conversation. Those for two things day. only are things you'll use your entire life. Hey, again, this is part two. If you've missed part one, uh, check us out. Go back and rewatch, rewatch, <laughs> re listen to, or listen to. Re is something you've done before. Go back and listen to part one of Relationship 101. And uh, we actually covered the first three points, Dr. Britt, which is your choice of partner matters. Absolutely. Two, sex is intimate at its core. And then number three was values keep you together as a couple. And today we go on to number four, part four, number four. Go ahead. So satisfaction comes from the meaning you give your interactions. What does that even mean? Is that just like a bunch of doctors speak about something crazy? No. Every interaction that we have, we give a meaning to. For example, this morning, um, I still wasn't feeling great. Our daughter wasn't feeling great still. And Josh was planning to go to church as per our normal, and I was going to be home. And he chose to stay home with me. And I could either view that um, interaction one of two ways. I could just go, you know what, Josh is just placating me. He doesn't actually care about me. It's just, he just, you know, happy wife, happy life. Luckily, Josh doesn't have a history of that. Luckily. Or I could look at that interaction and say, you know what? I know Josh is choosing to stay home with me because he loves me and he knows that I could use his support right now. Same interaction, different meaning. No, for sure. And I love that you are making this point one, but basically point four, but number one on this episode. Um, because there's not a single decision that we make in a given day, Dr. Britt, that doesn't involve an emotion. And we get to choose how we feel based on our perspective of every moment of the day. And um, just like this morning that you talked about, you chose to see the scenario in a certain way. And it actually turned out to be okay. You could have chosen very easily, like you mentioned, to see it in a completely diff different perspective. And we probably would have had a different afternoon if you hadn't. Isn't that wild, the power in a moment? Yep. And I think we have, we have those all the time in these teeny tiny moments, even um, things like working out where you can tell yourself, I hate this. I don't want to do it. 
is like, what a waste of my time. I'm just going to hurt afterwards. Or you say, no, I'm becoming the best version of myself. And that's the same situation, different meaning. And if we look for the positive meaning in our interactions, we will continue to grow towards our spouse. However, if we look for the negative, for the thing that's bad, um, for for evidence of this narrative that we tell ourselves that our spouse doesn't care, we don't matter, we're not important, you get my picture. The more we look for it, the more we will find it. And so one of your biggest keys to a long-term lasting relationship is making different meanings or making positive meanings of the interactions. And you're the only person that's responsible for that. No one else can make a meaning of an event but you. Uh, you look at... That's huge. You look at big tragedies. Uh, 9-11 wasn't... The anniversary of 9-11 wasn't that long ago. And I was reading through a comment string of of people who were there and you had people making meanings of God protecting them because they were supposed to have um, a meeting that day and then it wasn't there or some some man took the stairs instead of the elevator that he takes every day he never takes the stairs but that day he took the uh, the stairs and he was spared because he took the stairs and the meanings that people made of that was that God was looking out for them. Their time wasn't done yet, that they still had a purpose. But then you, on the flip side, you had people in the comments that would just say, this was the most devastating day of my life. I never want to remember it. I lost all of these people or I should have died or whatever it is. And I'm not, and I'm not knocking any of those people, but I would say that when you put when you pair those people up next to each other you're going to find that the people that had a more positive outlook on something that was incredibly detrimental to their life are living happier lives in spite of something horrible that's happened so to to encapsulate this if i can try mhm mm is that one we have to understand that we have the power to decide we have the power to decide as individuals what that moment means, what that moment carries. So by default, rather than allowing conflict in our relationship to happen and then potentially build, to realize in a single moment that we can choose to the perspective of where we are. And the ripple effect from that is either positive or not positive. But in a given moment, same team, friends and family, you have the power to decide. And the more you decide positively, the higher your satisfaction is going to be in your relationship, period. Period. On to the next. Guys, I hope that was good for you. We're going to move on to point five of Relationship 101. Dr. Britt? Y'all, happiness is fleeting. Uh. Stop being fickle. Uh. I'm going to say it again. Happiness is fleeting. Stop being fickle. But I just want to be happy. Yeah, that is one of the number one reasons uh, in our culture that people leave their relationships is because they're not happy. 
But research actually supports that if people will just stick it out in two years, three years, seven years, they will be happier than they were previously if we just stick it out. That's bananas. Is it? Yeah, it's bananas because culture tells us to leave if you're not happy. Go find what makes you happy. Y'all, I don't know about you, but like a lot of Reese's pumpkins make me happy. But like stay and tuned. Everyone said amen. Just stay tuned because eventually they're also going to give me heartburn and I'm not going to feel that happy. And happiness is fickle. Um, especially I think if you're a woman, I was joking with Josh that, you know, asked me how I felt 10 minutes ago. What about 10 seconds ago? I don't know. Happiness is fickle. And so I think that that is something that we truly have to recognize with our spouse because we say I do, or we commit to long-term relationship and we somehow, I think Hollywood, we can probably think Hollywood for this, but we, and Disney maybe, we have this idea that happily ever after mm. that we say I do and that's it. But it's not because Josh doesn't make me happy every day or every hour or whatever. And frankly, it's not his responsibility. Just letting the silence do its job. You really have nothing to say. No, I, I absolutely agree. I think that that I've I've we have actually had these conversations with so many couples uh, with an age variation. To be completely honest, with you guys of from their twenties and through their sixties, and couples are saying, "Hey, listen, I just want to be happy. Help us work to be happy." All the way to parents that say, "Hey, I've got adult children that I I just want to see them happy." Or as old as, you know, you get down the road to some of the, uh, the, what we call the wiser age, the golden agers that want to see their kiddos happy. So we have this innate feeling of happy being some sort of an end goal. And it'll let you down. Because you never arrive at happy. We definitely have lots of moments of happy, but not every moment of our day is happy where we're like snuggled up in happy bliss just living our life because our life is full of of busyness and toddler tantrums and bills in the mail and I'm going over here going laundry stacking up and dishes and life that just continues to happen all around us Yet, as we push forward together and embrace the challenges and embrace the areas where we're under construction and do relationship, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, we can actually step back, take a look at our life and go, man, we're so blessed. How happy are we? So it's less focused on the moment and more focused on the macro overall look of our life. And I'd say our life is happy. You know, something, honestly, I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyways, because why not? Something that is really annoying to me is that people, let me say that differently. Hold on. Can you pause it? I need to think for a second. Okay, back on. Just expect happiness to show up. And act like they have no responsibility for it. Or, 
you know what? My spouse just doesn't love me in my love language, so I'm not happy. You! I'm talking to you. If you have said that, you need to knock it off because you are responsible for your own happiness. And if you need something from your spouse, you need to communicate it. If there are things that you're struggling with in your relationship, it's up to you. You want your relationship to change? You change. Don't make your spouse the sole response. Um, that's not the word I want to use. Don't make your spouse solely responsible for your own happiness because they will disappoint you and you will be disappointed and your relationship will end. That also kind of even connects up to the the very first point from today of the meaning that we're making is, you know, when, when your spouse doesn't meet your love language or you're not happy, you can start to make meanings like, well, you know, it's just because they don't love me or I'm not important whatever, whatever those meanings are. And then we start to get in this loop and this cycle of the things that are wrong in our relationship and the ways that we're just not happy. And I think, uh, Dr. Britt, I think this is such an intrinsic thing in our culture at this point that happiness has become the expectation. Um, I look at our generation and generations maybe ahead of us and even behind us. And we notice that the commitment to one another marriage, the commitment percentage has decreased and it can be based upon, I'm going to be with you as long as I feel happy, as long as I feel satisfied, but I'm going to make sure I leave the door cracked just in case. And so it's living life and what, what I call with an emotional rudder. So I'm going to go this direction with you, but when the storms come or when adversity arrives, or I don't feel like we are on the same team or same direction, then I've got an out. All of a sudden, our lack of commitment saved us. Well, how's that working out for you? Well, and what you're really talking about is I have an out because I knew, I internally knew that at some point I wasn't going to be happy. And so I just prepared myself to start looking for those things because at some point you won't make me happy anymore. Yeah. So the focus there is less, the focus is there is not to focus on happiness. Happiness is a byproduct of the responsibility that you take in the relationship for yourself. Bring 100% of who you are into your relationship and likely, high likelihood, your spouse, your partner will also do the same. And that is where happiness is found on the other end of responsibility and action taken. Babe, I must be, you know, like have sat in my bed too long because I'm just over here shaking my head going, how shallow is a relationship that's just based on happiness? I, I think about when we were first married and I knew, I knew that I loved you and I knew that we had something special and that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with you. But in comparison to where we are now versus where we are then, our relationship was shallow because we hadn't walked through the things that we had walked through. And it was based mostly on these really happy, lovey feelings and values that we had that were going the same direction. That's a great segue. Let's go ahead and move to point six. We're going to end right here with a great one. So thank you for teeing it up. I don't know if you knew you did that or not. Point six I'll introduce is in relationship, it's going to get hard, but guess what? It's going to get better. 
just like you talked about. Um, there's more satisfaction now that Dr. Britt was leaning into in our relationship, almost based upon all the things that we've experienced that were difficult. So it's going to get hard. Life's going to get hard. Oh my gosh, if you're listening to this, you're likely old enough to have lived enough life to have experienced hurt, pain, drama, trauma, brokenness, etc. And you understand that moving through those things, in retrospect, hopefully you feel better off down the road or where you are now. Relationship, romantic relationship is no different. And it's true, we can sit here leaning in towards a decade-ish, almost there, um, and look back and go, my goodness, how'd we make it? And still go, man, I love you more today than I did eight and a half years ago, eight years ago, whatever it was. It gets hard and then it gets better. Um, I think people do themselves a disservice, babe, when they don't embrace the hard because that's where depth is found in the midst of brokenness, trauma, loss, grief, struggle, whatever you name it. That's where relationship is truly made. Um, being able to look at your spouse and say, you know what, I've seen the worst of you and you've seen the worst of me and we still choose each other. That's love. And it gets better. That that stuff makes your relationship richer, deeper, closer, more connected. It can't not. But we have to hang on through the hard so we can get to the better. And the better comes if we will just stay in the game long enough and not be so stinking fickle in our happiness that we go, it's just too hard. But man, is it good if you just hang on. Yeah, and that's where the root of same team comes from, is you're going to experience it. We are going to experience it. We're going to experience these kinds of scenarios for the rest of our relationship. And we've already agreed to choose same team in the middle of those. And it brings us closer together. And it's like anything else that we are going to traverse in life. The first time we do it, man, it's difficult. But if you can choose not to quit, first of all, quit quitting if you want an easier life. We'll plug that. But if you walk through scenarios like those again and again and again, regardless of how difficult they are, you're more equipped. You're stronger for it. You've got the cardio for it, et cetera, et cetera. Let's the relational hope, cardio. Relational cardio. Let's let's not I'm, I'm not saying, you know, live, you know, take take another lap, live the same year over and over again. By no means. Get through your things, work through them, get counsel, get around friends that are going to point you towards the direction of growth that are going to hold you accountable. But what I'm saying is the hard doesn't stay as hard. It doesn't have to anyways. I can think of three distinct moments that I will never forget in our marriage where it was hard. It, it was hard. Um, and in those moments, those three distinct moments, I asked myself, did I make the wrong choice? Did I marry the wrong person? You know, and it, you can maybe imagine how hard it was in that that time period. And they were not all in the same. They've been spread out in our marriage. And I, every time I came back to, okay, God, I, I know that I didn't marry the wrong person. 
I just have to stay in it. I have to. I'm choosing my heart. I'm choosing Josh. And every time, without fail, now I'm not saying it didn't require effort, that it wasn't a struggle, that we didn't have to push through some things. I'm not saying that. But it was better. And every time it's better. And it's like the, the, the height of the mountain gets higher. After every time we take that, that hard valley and it's whatever it is that we're facing is difficult, that next mountain peak is higher. It is better because of what we went through together. I love that. It's true. It's absolutely true. Guys, I hope this conversation blessed you. Uh, thank you for allowing us to be um, authentic in who we are. You leaned in like you were going to say something. I wasn't. Oh. Just know that you have a 100% chance of having the relationship of your dreams when you realize that you choose how you feel in a given moment with your romantic partner and the satisfaction comes from the choices that you make. That life isn't designed to be lived with an emotional rudder. Emotions are wonderful. Just don't let them control your life. And lastly, it's not if, but when the hard comes to stick it out because it's worth it. It's worth it. That I can promise you. Guys, we're with you. We're believing for you. We miss your faces dearly. Know that you're on our hearts and we are praying for you. God bless you and we'll talk to you soon. Much love from Josh and Dr. Britt at Same Team Forever. Bye. This is Josh with Same Team Forever, and we want to thank you for listening to the podcast. We so love relationships and are believing for God's best in your life. If you enjoyed today's conversation and don't want to miss another upload, subscribe to Same Team Forever podcast and take a few moments to leave us a review. Your reviews help us reach more relationships around the world. For more great relationship content, upcoming events, and more life with the Lashwas, follow and like Same Team Forever on Instagram and Facebook or visit sameteamforever.com.